You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey, Fem Fam. It's Tessa and Carolina. Hi, guys. If you guys haven't been listening yet and this is your first time, welcome. We are FemRegard Productions and we are here to educate and inspire independent filmmakers. And we love bringing on amazing, amazing guests majority women but we've got all kinds of people on the show all the time all i can say that they all have in common is they're all super talented and they want to share their stories and their advice with you so today we have an amazing filmmaker her name is pam Mathieu, and she has done several short films she's working her way up to her first feature as a director and uh, the Tenant is her most recent project, so she talks a little bit about that and her process with that. And she also is a mentor, which we really, really love. Um, so we're really excited for you to hear about what exactly she does and the kind of energy that she brings to her projects. Yeah, guys, you're going to really want to just sink into this episode today. We just I feel... I there. <laughs> We just feel so inspired and alive chatting with her. She is a wonderful just human being and you are also just going to learn so much. She's she's done 10 short films and in it's just amazing what she's been how she's been tactfully doing it for her whole career and all on her own. And I think we feel so aligned like that. I know you listeners, I feel a lot of you are doing the same thing. Not all of you are going through the education system, but educating yourself, listening to that regard podcast, you know, all the things, all the things. So I think it's always like, I think she hits some really strong points in this episode that are great reminders, especially if you feel like you're in a rut or you're downing yourself. Like there's so many great things to think about and to like just focus on the work and, and, and really building the career for yourself on your own terms, on your own timeline. So without further ado, enjoy. Pam, welcome to the show. We're so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for being on. Um, one thing that I want to say, I, I mean, we we don't really know each other yet, and this is what we love about the show. It just helps us bring us closer to other like-minded creators, which right away, based off your social media, when we first started following each other, I was like, yes, she's a Latina filmmaker. Um, we just learned we're both born from Queens, so what's up? <laughs> and um and then furthermore as we were continuing to following each other one day you posted about you know allowing diverse you know creators to come and shadow you on set as a director and I applied and unfortunately our schedules didn't work out but overall like I thought that was so cool of you to do I mean sets are chaotic as well and I, I know it's like overwhelming so to even offer that opportunity to other creators and and people who might not even get those kind of opportunities is so important and I was like I need this we need to have Pam on we need to talk to her we need to get to know her story so we really wanted to start out to learn about you where are you from Pam and what got you into filmmaking yeah 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 thanks so much for that intro and I'm excited to share my story and so that we can all get to know each other better and for whoever's listening uh, so, oh my gosh. Um, well, as you said, I was born in Queens. I was raised in San Antonio, Texas. And then I, and I've been in LA. Uh, I came out here as soon as I turned, I'm sorry, as soon as I graduated high school, I bolted to LA and I've been here ever since. Wow. Um, wow. And I, I grew up wanting to be in the entertainment industry since I was a little girl. It started off as me wanting to be an actress and I came all the way out here to LA to go to school. Um, my dad, my dad made me go to college. I really didn't want to because I was like, <laughs> you don't have to go to college to be an actor. <laughs> we have a backup. And so I was like, great, if I'm going to college, I'm going to study what I want. And I came in as a theater undergrad. And in one of those classes, they showed us um, a little bit of like filmmaking stuff and the filmmaking part, like positions behind the camera. 
And I remember, you know, each student had to rotate between like director and producer and, you know, the different roles. And I remember the day that I was there, there, the teacher was like, okay, so today you're going to be the director. And I was just like, okay. And like, I didn't really think anything of it. And I remember there was a decision that had to be made. And so I was just like waiting for somebody else to make the decision. And the, the teacher was like, Pam, what are you going to do? And I was kind of looking at my classmates like, oh, do you, what do you guys want to do? And the teacher stopped me and was like, no, 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 you're the director. It's your decision. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I get to call the shop? He was like, yeah. That's what <laughs> and I was like, okay, time out. Uh, I think I'm in the wrong position. <laughs> And I literally went home that day and I was driving home um, from school and I just, it just like hit me. It was like this epiphany. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm meant to be a director. Like it just aligns with me so much more than acting did. It aligned with me in every aspect of who I am as a person and what I want to do. And um, I like to tell people that for people who like to control in a healthy way or like need a, to be able to like control in a, in a, in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, we need to exercise those things. And, and I'm that kind of person and directing is a wonderful way for me to exercise, you know, that control in a healthy way that fulfills me. Um, and not because you have a vision mm -hmm. typically yeah. in my, like you, there's yeah. a, there's a reason that, that, that is speaking to you. You, you feel right. it and you're, you're called to it in that sense. So right. that's yeah. like, where it's the healthy thing. It's like not out of insecurity. It's like, no, you're passionate no. about that. Oh yeah. 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 And it's also coming from this, like, not only a vision, but of like, oh my gosh, I want to, oh, for me, community is such a big thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like bringing a group of people together and kind of like guiding, leading that ship. Um, that really excites me a lot too. So anyway, I started, um, so I, I changed my major and I changed it to, um, filmmaking and then I graduated. And then ever since then, um, so for like the past, let's see, 12 to 15 years now, I've been making small projects. I've been making short films. Um, I just finished making my 11th short film. We Ooh. shot and um you know you start off making total absolute garbage <laughs> <laughs> and you slowly start to realize all the little things with your own projects and um it it's funny because in the beginning and i think any artist that starts out um uh, realizes this it's i saw a post the other day that was like the the reason we believe in the beginning especially as artists that we believe anything is possible is because we don't realize how hard it actually is yes. <laughs> so yep. true so <laughs> true so it's like in the beginning i was so like you know of course we can make this short film for like $500 like that's what that's <laughs> like easy and then i'm like what am i going to do with $1000 like nothing <laughs> so um so over time in my projects, I've been teaching essentially myself. Mm -hmm. And over the years, you know, you try to go to people and ask for help and some will help, some won't, some will never respond. And um, over the last uh, 10 to 11 years, I've applied to so many directing programs to help me become a better director or to like get my foot in the door or whatever it may be. And I've never gotten into one. And so I'm like, okay, well, obviously it can't, that can't stop me. It's a super huge, yeah. you know, I've got so used to so many no's by now that it's right. like, I'm going to keep getting no's all the way until I'm at the stage accepting my best director award. So that's exactly what this <laughs> business is, right? It's just all the no's until that big yes. And then you're straight. To yeah, the top. exactly. So, so in those no's, um, I really started to grow this you know, this affinity for wanting to really have like a mentor or somebody to really be on my side to help me. And it grew so large that I was like, well, I'm at the point now where I really would still love it, but I've been teaching myself and my own projects have been teaching me so many lessons that it's kind of, it's, it's weird. It's, I don't know how to describe this with, um, but it's like, you know, at a certain, now I, I have this level of understanding right. of what a director is supposed to do. I've, I've taught myself so much. I'm like, okay, well, if I can't get into where either these programs or have a mentor or somebody that can show me, 
I can do my best to try to teach myself through not only my experience of my own films, but I'm reading all these books. I'm watching all these videos. I'm taking courses. I'm doing, I mean, every, I'm watching things and I'm, I'm writing things down. I mean, I'm really, really diving into this like self-education of, okay, if I was um, getting mentorship, what could that look like? Mm -hmm. And then that turned into, okay, now I have this um, ability and I also have this affinity for teaching and coaching. I've been a CrossFit coach for over 10 years and I just love working with people. I love teaching people. And I was like, you know, I really wish when I was making my first short film or whatever that I could have watched another director. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually got into first ADing as well. So like my trajectory also, besides making my own projects was... Um, I started off as a PA working on independent films and quickly worked my way up into first ADing. So I remember like in 2011, I booked five feature films back to back to back. Wow. and was able to first AD feature films. And, you know, besides, uh, that's probably the closest job you have to the director besides exactly. the, the producer, right? Yes. And so, so that's, I got to that, um, but I was shadowing or not shadowing I was first ADing for male directors and they it's not like I could sit there and just have a conversation with them about their process it was like I was in there to do my work my job and then like that was it right. um, and and so when it came down to my most recent my last two projects um I was like okay um I really want to bring some women on to these projects to watch me because I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm also going to be able to answer questions and, and answer things that they may not be aware of um, because I just happen to already experience it. Right. Um, and so, so yeah, I put a little collar out there um, for my last film. And then this past for my last one and the one before for BIPOC female directors who either haven't shot anything ever, or, you know, maybe they're experienced in the industry in a different position. Like I had a costumer that's been in the industry for over 10 years, but she's never directed anything, but wants to, right. Uh, or people that have directed a few things, but are still unsure of who they are as, cause you know, as a director, when we, when we come into our artistry, learning your voice and what that is as a director is such a process. Um, yeah. You might think, know what you want to direct because of this a certain type of genre that you like watching but that's just the tip of the iceberg right um there's so much that goes deeper beyond of who you are and, and your projects are a, a discovery a self-discovery of your voice as you continue to create and mm -hmm. I think watching others and being able to ask questions allows you to really peel that onion back um to dive deeper into yourself as a creative so yes. I wanted to try to provide that for artists. Yes. So important. There's a couple things that I just think what you've done um, that is worth highlighting because we, we've experienced it ourselves. And I think for our listeners too, who are, who are in the same boat, like I've always wanted a mentor as well, like a, a like female badass mentor. Mm -hmm. And fortunately with this show, we've been able to build a community and I can't say we've had like one, like I haven't had the one mentor in my life, but Tessa and I have also like, we didn't go to film school. We've, we've self-taught. And I think if we did have a mentor, if you did, what do you think is the first thing they're going to say to you? They're going to say, go, go start shooting, go start with the small projects because you're going to learn you know, right. the biz. And that's what we always preach on this show. Mm -hmm. Um, but you've done so many now and, and like, this is just such a, you're, you're an example and living proof of that as well. Like you don't, you don't need to rely on a person. Um, it's nice. And eventually you will get to a point. And I think as you've grown and found allies in the industry or people on set, those people in a way become your mentor, your community, because, that's who we have now. Now we can like ask certain people more questions. If we have an issue with distribution, that's still like, you know, its own bubble or whatever it may be. So I, I really think that's, that's really cool that you pushed yourself to, to just educate yourself and do the course. Like that's all we've done. We've taken courses. I've applied to director programs to have gotten all no, no yeses as well. And, and then I was like, I don't need this. I don't need to spend another thousands dollars when I can just put that towards making more work and art and like you said if, if you're still 
the more you do it, um, the more you're going to find your voice and what you're passionate about saying. And I think one other thing that I love too, that if you do go to those schools or those programs, what you are doing on set is watching. Like mm-hmm. you said, like what I learned being an actor, Tessa and I, I'm sure Tessa feels the same or what Tessa and I were in acting class. What did we do majority of the time? We observed, mm-hmm. we watched. So just go on set, find those jobs to observe, to watch, to learn. So I think you can start that way. Um, I've been doing UPMing as a way to watch, observe right. and learn because it's kind of still producing that I'm really good at and managing um, everyone on set. So that's a skill I'm really strong at. So I love going on and observing even the AD who's doing more of these like very technical scheduling things and then the director herself. So I think um, the way you're approaching it is just so brilliant. I just want to reiterate to, you know, our filmmakers out there that that's how you you start to learn for yourself and not wait for someone to say yes to you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very empowering and really cool that you've I'm still like blown away like 10 shorts oh my gosh um so what about your last one I feel like this one was maybe more special or bigger for you do you feel that way that's the way I'm seeing it like you did a seed and spark I I want to know a little bit more about is it it's called the tenant I believe yes yes I would love to hear a little bit more about this project yeah yeah, so <laughs> I'll go back just a, a little bit. Um, <laughs> in the beginning of 2021, uh, so my, let's see, uh, before The Tenant and the one before that, which I shot around this time last year, which was called Perfectly Disturbed, before that I had taken a six-year hiatus and I hadn't directed anything since 2015. Um, I had gotten into, at the time, uh, James Franco had this group or this school called, um, it was through his, pro- his, his production company, Rabbit Bandini. Um, I remember hearing about this. Yeah. All, yeah. I, I'm like blanking. Anyway, he had his, I got into a masterclass as one of 10 directors and I shot um, my short film keepsake. And then I ended up getting into like a second masterclass after that. And um, the way that they did these classes was they brought in, the directors, the writers, and the actors into the classes. And then we had to like form as a group and then create our project and like write the script, which is just so backwards from the way the industry even works that I didn't have um, like that great of an experience with either of them. And, and every time I have just such a, not every time, but you know, you, when you have a bad experience, you want to take a little bit of a break from things. Cleanse because the it's palate. Like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I need a little bit of a reset, you know, kind of let that. And so, um, and so I, at the time I was coaching CrossFit and really wanted to get into um, uh, competing. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to put directing on the back burner. Like I want to hundred percent go towards this. And I did that. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, the pandemic just put perspective into everybody, right? Like very much, (laughs) oh my God, life is precious. We can go at any moment and things can get taken away very fast. What am I really going to do with this life that's so short and so precious? And I realized that I had, I had, you know, pulled away so far from my true want and why I'm in in LA in the first place. And that's to direct. And I realized after 2020, in the beginning of 2021, that I just wanted to get back into directing. And I dove in head first. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. So when people in the industry are like, oh my gosh, that's crazy that you got the name Latina director on Instagram. And I was like, funny enough, I got that in the beginning of 2021. It was available. Yeah. What? It comes to show how little and how few of us there are out there that nobody even considered to think about grabbing the name Latina director because there's like five of us. <laughs> That's wild. So, so yeah, it's like, it wasn't even this crazy lucky thing that I happened to get a long time ago. I literally got it, you know, almost two years ago. And Clubhouse was all the rage mm-hmm. in the beginning. Of oh, we know. Month, right? <laughs> As podcasters, we're like, oh, this makes sense. Let's try it. I literally was on there once. (laughs) One time ever. 
So I got into the whole clubhouse rage and I remember um, Gloria Calderon Kellett was doing a room and she was like, oh, hop up, ask, ask any question you want. And I was like, okay, well, I want to get back. So I got up and asked a question. I was like, I want to get back into um, directing and I have like um, a show and uh, like a pilot that I want to write, um, but I'm not really a writer. I'm more of a director. And she was like, look, if you are only writing because that's just what you need to do to get this pilot. And then you're not passionate about writing. She was like, I would hire some writers and get that done. And I was like, uh, okay, that, that makes sense. Just so I can focus on directing and, you know, whatever it's, and honestly, side note, that's more of me and my insecurities as a writer. Cause I've written a lot of scripts, but I also, I'm like, I'm much stronger as a director. Right, right, right. <laughs> so this girl, Desiree, who is now a good friend of mine and, and my co-producer of all my, of my films so far. She messages me on Instagram and she's like, hey, I'm in this writing challenge that this guy, Tom, from the UK hosts, and it's online virtual and there's writers all over the world. And he does these 10 day challenges for writers. And sometimes, or she was like, one time he's a, he let in a director come in and set parameters for the screenwriting challenge for okay. this director scripts. And I was like, oh my God, that's a really good idea. And so she connected me with Tom. Tom and I have a great meeting. And he was like, yeah, I've seen your work. This is awesome. The writers are going to be excited. And so we set a challenge for 10 days. I set the parameters, the genre, the character count, the location, like the story, wow. right? It's like, it's, you know, the story is about X, Y, Z. And then <laughs> I got really ambitious. <laughs> I was like, instead of one, let's do three. <laughs> So we did three 10 day challenges back to back and writers submitted to all three of these challenges. I got like 12 to 15 scripts for oh each challenge. God. Yeah. And the writer who won the, the winner gets their script produced mm -hmm. by me. Like I get to direct the, you know, the, the right. short film. Oh my God. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get my next three short films like in a month's time. And so I picked the three short scripts. One of them happened to be Desiree. The girl that introduced me to them yeah and because these write the scripts when they came to me because he had been writing these challenges none of the scripts came to me with any names so it was anonymous Ooh. so it really was these scripts were were 1000 chosen on the merit of the story mm -hmm. not who wrote it and i happened to choose three women uh writers which was just so oh, crazy how it happened love that yes. so the three short films are perfectly disturbed the tenant and big hoop energy and so two of them are shot. We have one more to do. <laughs> so crazy that oh this God. started yeah. as just some like fun idea yeah. and I'm, we're actually getting it done. And so that's what the tenant is, is from. And that's how it started. And wow. so, yeah, I have three women writers. One of them is from the UK. The other one's from Houston and then Desiree that's here in LA. Um, and the tenant was so perfectly disturbed and the tenant are both psychological thrillers, which are like my number one genre. We love that. We love them. <laughs> if, if Christopher Nolan and Jordan Peele had a baby, it would be. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm their love child. Oh, for sure. I love it. Yeah. I love and it. So, and then, per, and then, uh, big hoop energy, like my identity is my big hoops. And I know that that's an identity for a lot, if not all Latinas. <laughs> Um, and so big hoop energy is very much, um, my family in Colombia are, my grandfather is black. And so I come from a family of Afro Latinos. And so it stars an Afro Latina and just finding her identity in like the workforce, um, in between her family it has a very like kind of Jane, the Virgin vibe, mm -hmm. oh, um, that's very that. like East coast as well. So, um, so that's the third one. And I'm hoping to get into, um, I'm like, come on universe, I'm hoping <laughs> to get into a program soon that I submitted to that would fund the project, um, for us. So, uh, so yeah, that's how the tenant came about. Um, that's what I just finished working on and, you know, some projects that are coming up as well. So Yes, that's so exciting. That's, that's so amazing. exciting. Congrats. Like um, you've got so much how... going on. I mean, that's yeah. amazing to do that back to back to back. Like it's exhausting, but like that's at the end of it, like think of how much you have accomplished. That's, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. The fact that I have two short films in the can right now is just like, this is just crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Especially because writing takes a really long time, especially if you're doing the feature route. So having these shorts, like, 
back to back because it's also always about your next film (laughs) like when's that gonna be like you've already got it so it's almost so worth doing it in this way and I feel like our listeners like you guys can get inspired too on how to like figure out you know your own way of maybe if I put it out here on this platform or in this community saying you know hey would love to partner with some writers here's the story I'm looking to build you never know. So I think that's really like a creative way of, of, of yeah, finding, finding mm-hmm. your stories. If, especially if you just want to focus on one aspect of, of the world, but you're still cre- like, you're still setting it. That's what's awesome. Like it's still very much your story as well. Right. And I would have never thought that that was even an option um, until right. I presented the idea. I was like, whoa why didn't I ever think to go to somebody that hosts writing challenges with writers like hello that's where writers hang out (laughs) no I mean that's awesome that that exists I mean like yeah I I we had reached out to like a group of of women just like in the independent film space before for a script that we ended up not using any of the scripts that were sent to us to produce but we still got some really great scripts and like you know the resources are out there to connect to writers but this is like the perfect opportunity because yeah, like Carolina said, you get to really like, you're setting the parameters. It's, it, it is your story. It's just written by someone else. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then even when we got the scripts and I chose them, we workshopped the scripts to get them to a good place. Mm -hmm. That's good for shooting. Um, that was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to shoot this and it has to be this one location Mm -hmm. so that I can make sure I can stay within a certain budget um, like it has to stay two characters. We can't have like, you know, right. and, and in setting the parameters, you're right. Like it allowed me to really focus on um, what I can realistically shoot in a short period of time. And I told them, I'm like, don't have anything in a hospital. Don't have anything like on a plane. Like don't do anything that's going to really have my budget be outrageous. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was also able to do it. And kind of also what you were asking, um, Carolina, is I was doing uh the for for the tenant I was like okay this is our budget we were trying to we were our budget was 15,000 and we were like okay we're gonna crowdfund and just like hopefully we get what we need um and we were able to to get our project greenlit and it was just so funny because like five or six days before our crowdfunding campaign and I know y'all just finished too so (laughs) maybe you can relate (laughs) but like five or six days before the campaign ended we were so far from our goal I mean, I remember talking on uh, having a pre-production meeting with my co-producers and I was just like, I have no idea how we're going to get this movie done. Like, I have no idea how we're going to pay for this. I like, if we don't make this, if we don't do this in the next six days, which I have no clue how this miracle is going to happen, but if we don't do this in the next six days or make this goal, I really don't like this project. The biggest fear for me was like, this project is just going to be shelved. And like a shelved project is just Mm -hmm. the saddest thing for a creative. It's just like, it's like a death, you know, yeah, right. and, and it's so sad. Cause you're like, man, I I'm working so hard for this. And then sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, and I think that's right. the tough part as filmmakers and directors of like trying to find, I tell people this all the time. I was, um, I went to a, uh, a speaking event where, um, uh, there were, I was talking to a showrunner from a show from Netflix and I was able to have like a quick one-on-one with him. And I was like, hey, so how do you hire your directors? And he was kind of telling me, and he was like, well, what have you done? And I was like, well, I've done 10 short films. And he was like, why don't you shoot a feature? And I was like, because it's way easier and way cheaper for me to shoot a short film um, than to shoot a feature. Like I will be stuck for years getting that feature done in the independent, you know, realm. and for me to get a short film done. And I was like, and I get to play with different storylines every time I shoot a short film and I don't have to wait two, three, four years with the same storyline of a feature. Not that I, I I would love, but it just, you know, when the the work that goes into shooting a short film, you you have to double, triple, quadruple that, that work right. for a feature. Definitely. Um, not, yeah, right? Like, and I'm not gonna shoot a rinky-dink feature film. Like mm-hmm. by the time I get my feature, it's going to be a solid feature that's going to take time and money. Yeah. Um, whereas I wouldn't, I don't tell people, you know, the director route is really difficult. Writers get to write. It's free. They can do it whenever they want. 
acting, they get you get to act. You literally turn on your camera and you can do whatever you want. You can take classes, you can do all that stuff. Um, producers can come on to other projects and they can go and work on, on people. They And there's also different types of producing, right? Like you were saying, UPMing, production coordinator, line producing, like you can get into those. Directing, you have to put effort into your project so that it doesn't look like absolute garbage. <laughs> you have to be considerate of like your actors and you have to tell a whole story and you have to edit and like, Maybe you don't, but the project has to be edited, You have right? to really know all the roles, whole the whole thing. It's a whole thing. And so when people are like, well, why don't you just direct a feature? And I'm like, <laughs> listen, we're going to get there. But also the, the director route is one of the most difficult ones. Everyone has a difficult route, but most of them get to play their craft when they want. Mm -hmm. Directors don't really get to do you that. You have to wait um, till you have the green light and get to, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. even if you do it yourself, you still have to plan a whole project. Right. You have to have a whole crew and team together. You can't sit yeah. in your own, you know, like you can't just go and like the way writers can just write a script you, and you did, that's all you, it's by yourself. It's on your computer. You can really do it whenever you want. Um, it's hard to build your yourself as a director because you have to put in your own money mm -hmm. or you have to put in your own whatever to, to make it good. Um, and I know people will be like, well, just turn on your phone and your phone can be shooted. And it's like, yes, if you know how to light and you know how to you like shoot stuff and you're can like, you understand what a DP does and you have a good story and you have actors and you have like a semi-decent location because everybody knows in the beginning of a director's career like yeah you're shooting with your friends against a plain white wall and like that's your first project yeah <laughs> right yep but yep eventually or you you're dragging a backdrop in the middle of the woods and we're just <laughs> it was stupid and crazy and I don't know how we like did that because we needed smoke and we couldn't do that in an apartment <laughs> Hey, I think it turned out pretty good for one of our very first things. I think I'm pretty proud of it. No, I'm just I'm just laughing because like, yes, you have to go through some really insane extents to do the thing. And I think things are. But that's what's like you got you kind of have to go through those those ropes. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like it's hard for other people, especially non-industry to related to understand like mm -hmm. those ins and outs of it. Um, which is another reason why I love this podcast. We get to demystify this and yeah. people should just shut the fuck up, to be frank. <laughs> you know, like just, you know, everyone's got their own process. And um, and I think some people think that maybe I'm crazy for already trying to go for our first feature film with only a couple shorts, not like, you know, <laughs> not more than five. And And it's just like, you know, that's, it's a micro budget. I know we're doing it very contained. I think, you know, we're going to learn a lot from it too. Um, but I, I'm also ex like for, for the reason why you love directing, I built over the past four or five years, a network of creatives who I know are, we brought on. We're so excited to work with that are, are going to be experts at what they do so that we can stay in our lanes and be experts at what we do. Yeah. But right. yeah, to your point, like we still have some more to fundraise for. It's scary, but I just keep trying to, you know, don't, don't chase, just, just attract. That's, yeah. the, that's the mentality. Don't chase it. I know we have an awesome project. I know money is just going to keep coming towards us because um, we did have a successful campaign and, and so why can't we just continue forward? But it, it's, it's yeah. a lot of pressure for and, sure. Yeah. I think it's important too to emphasize, like there is no linear path. Not everybody is on the same path, you know? So generally, yeah, you're probably going to make shorts before you make a feature. But I think that that timing and that process is different for everyone, you know, and you just have to make sure that you're ready, whatever that means to you, you know, that you feel like you have. And yeah, as soon as you feel like you have enough of the experience, just because you are quote unquote good enough to make a feature doesn't mean you're mentally ready. Like, you know, I mean, you've done several shorts and you want to stay on that path for a little while. I'm sure you could direct a feature. You know, it sounds like you've got plenty of experience, but you don't want to do that yet. And that's okay. You know, versus somebody like Carolina said, we've only made a few shorts and she really wants to dive into this as the director. So I really think it just depends on, you know, how ready you feel, not just in your 
actual literal experience, but like mentally, <laughs> like spiritually, I'd almost say, because it's an experience, you know? So yeah, I think well, that's important. I should say, yes, nobody, there's no, there's no specific number of short films that anyone needs to do before they direct their first feature. I mean, some people direct the feature and that's the first thing they direct mm -hmm. and, and everyone sh does have their own path and every project is going to teach you a different lesson. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been doing my short films and I, uh, I, the, one of the big reasons I also did mentoring for others is because I also was feeling stuck in the short film realm y'all went out and did your thing to get this feature made. I, because, you know, I've never had, uh, up until actually recently, but before that I didn't have any opportunities for a feature. Like there was no features that I was writing. There wasn't any ideas that were coming up. There were no writers throwing feature scripts at me. Um, and then there was also the other aspect of like, where would I even get this money from? And that was my own journey kind of mm -hmm. mentally to overcome where it's like, you know, we put up these, these, these blockages of like, well, it's not like I'm going to make, I'm not going to find a million dollars. So what's the point, you know? And I know that I fought with that with myself for a long time, but recently actually, um, in, uh, October, um, Desiree, <laughs> who, who I met, um, that was, became my co-producer and friend. She had, uh, text me one night and she was like, Hey, there's this form that we were a part of for women of color. And she was like, there's this girl looking for um, that post and they're looking for a female director for their um, action sci-fi feature. And I was like, oh, no way. And she's like, so I threw your name in. I threw in your IMDb. They <laughs> we love Desiree. Desiree's here for it. <laughs> Desiree's amazing. Desiree's like, <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> love it. Um, we shout out to Desiree. She's an amazing writer. Y'all should hire her. Yes. Whoever's listening. Yes. Writers. Um, and so, so we all, so they get us in an email chain. I have an interview with them Friday. Everything goes really great. Women producers. And then they're like, we're going to make our decision at the end of the weekend. And they interviewed all these directors. They didn't choose anybody, um, that weekend or Monday. I get an email from them Tuesday morning. And they're like, we want to do a follow-up, uh, uh, interview. And I was like, amazing. I do that the next morning and they're like, all right, well, it's come down to you and some other director. Um, we just want to ask you a few more questions for, they, it was supposed to be a 10 minute meeting turned into an hour meeting of just <laughs> having a wonderful conversation. And then later on that day, I was actually location scouting for the tenant. I get the email that they hired me as a director for this. <gasps> oh. So that's happening in the spring. Amazing. Um, yes. This super amazing action packed sci-fi um, feature with like all these badass women fighting and kicking ass. And I'm really excited. So cool. <laughs> yes. I, I love congrats so yeah. you're, you're on your way and that's the thing like you don't have to fight yeah. for things all the time that's what mm -hmm. I've I've taught myself I feel like um just from my background and probably my own blockage I feel like I have to fight always so hard if I'm and especially if I feel like I'm not working hard enough I'm not fighting hard enough then I'm like even more scared sometimes like I'm not right. caring enough and then it's like no, 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 no. Like there's things you have, you definitely have to put in the work, but it doesn't right. have to be like, oh, it's such a struggle. I'm never going to get there. And like, this isn't going to, yeah, this is going to have to take this, this, and this. I'm like, no, like, see, you got, you got an opportunity. You didn't even, your, your girlfriend put you in there. <laughs> and like, and that's what's, that's, Oh, I just love that so much because that can really change anyone's like, you know, you didn't even see that for you in the spring, you know, mm -hmm. how many right. weeks ago, like you didn't even know that was yeah. on your radar or maybe you did kind of project that out there, but either way it like came to you. And I think you have to kind of believe that too. And I know that sounds like super woo woo in LA, like, <laughs> like but, but it's so way, funny because yeah. like so many classes out here, like especially a lot of the classes that have like <laughs> Tessa. Free, <laughs> Tessa. Um, oh, the amount girl. of zoom classes that I've taken that's a, that offer like the free session. And then they like want you to sign up for the whole class, but like so much of it centers around manifestation and like, it's so I tell Carolina, I'm like, I don't want to go to another fucking Zoom about manifestation. I'm already manifesting. I already fucking know that's how you do it. Okay. But like, it is, it's so it does like make a difference, you know, and it's so not funny. magic. Like it just is you are creating that energy and it genuinely brings it to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just really funny because yeah, I, I'm alongside Tessa. I've been to so many things and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I know like, uh, but the producer in me, I want to know like business. So what do we do? Like, yeah. I'm always just like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Manifest right. understood. Um, so I guess for our listeners, what that means is just know you like, you got to have a center to come back to and like, really you have to believe it yourself otherwise you are just going to keep chasing and chasing and chasing and and run you know your when things aren't going well your insecurities are just going to creep up and shut you down when that's just when you have to push harder like i've if the whole pandemic and like job situation for me has taught me that things really do work out as I mean, I wish it didn't work, have to work out the dire last second, but it does. <laughs> like, I literally am like, I have no idea, like, wh- what's going to come for work tomorrow. And then, like, it just, it does work right. out because I am working hard. I am putting that energy out there. But the moment I'm really, really struggling, that's when it's like, you got a flat tire again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's like, I'm just, I'm just bringing myself down. Like, we need to we need to uplift like it's fine so i think i think those classes are important um just in the sense of like that's where that's coming from you don't want to build up right. this angst and i mean you're doing so much you know how how do you keep your endurance going and i think it must tie into the fitness like that's what i'm focusing back <laughs> on because I'm like, you know what? I do have a lot on my plate, but the more and more I'm not like working out and bringing it back, like I'm not going to attract abundance and and the people in my life. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, like for example, the manifestation thing, sure. Absolutely. You, it, more so that needs to it puts you in a good headspace to believe that what you want, you can have, and I think that's really important because some people are very talented, but when you have but when imposter syndrome really takes over, it really can deter you from believing that you can have those things. Um, <clears throat> so yes to all of that. But the bigger thing and what I would preach to everybody is like, you have to do the fucking work. Yeah. If you think that you're just some this amazing creative whatever, and that people just need to see you like, sorry, you're going to get a rude wake up call. Yeah. Um, I, yes, I decided to <laughs> do the fucking work <laughs> because me doing three short films was because my head was like, yo, I've been out of the game for six years. I need to, I need to dust off the cobwebs. That's what that was for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. And, and I'm, I tend to be very ambitious and sometimes it bites me in the ass and that's fine, but sometimes it does really great things like it's doing right now. Right. Um, and that's, that was my specific path, but to filmmakers um, <clears throat> in general, or specifically, I should say, is like, I have no qualms. And I, I most creatives are like this, like we can look at our work and honestly tear it apart and say how bad it was and how much we could have done better. And like, I try to really f- put myself in the middle. I don't like praise my work all day long. Like I'm the fucking best shits and sliced bread, but I also am not uh, so negative and put myself down that I'm just like my worst enemy. Right. I'm right in the middle. Mm-hmm. I try to be um, objectively critical of my work as much as you could be with art, right? It's very subjective, but I try to say, okay, this is where I could have done better. This is where I could have X, Y, Z. This is where blah, blah, blah. Great. I'm putting all that like kind of in my back pocket and I'm going to do better for the next one so that everyone is, every project is a lesson. And there are, you know, you don't want to be, you want to be careful not to be the creator that, that the creative that is like, cool, I'm doing this thing and I'm just so great. Everything just comes to me because right. I'm going to manifest it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, you, you need to do the work. And part of that work is recognizing how much more work you need to, to keep going, mm-hmm. how much you need to refine, how much better of an artist can you become? Because there's always room for improvement and there's always room to get better. And so every single one of my projects, I mean, honestly, my first few films will never see the day of light because they were out. <laughs> trash but the reason I've made 11 short films is because my first five were just bad I just was learning I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know how to make things look good I was understanding how to tell a story I was understanding how to work with actors like I was understanding how to work with the DP and then finally the you know the first one that actually had like a crew and 
I had already worked on those features. I was like, okay, now I feel like I'm getting my, my feet settled. And then all my projects after that were getting better and better and better. And now I'm at that point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw like blow this feature out of the water. Yes. Like I'm just, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's, but it's in that, and it's in that those lessons, that is why I really wanted to help other directors because I've been in that path. I don't, I didn't just go into film school as some film prodigy, you know, I really was like, do I have talent? Like, do I really have what it takes to make it? Like, do I, whatever. Um, and so teaching myself and understanding like, oh, this is something you can hone. And what, when you ask me about like what keeps me going, or at least like the endurance is, man, I just, I'm so insanely passionate. I, I'm so hungry. Like it makes me emotional. I want this so bad. That's all I think about. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I live and breathe it every single day. And every day my mind is consumed with like, what am I doing today to be a better director? What am I doing today to put myself out there? What am I doing today to get recognized or known or to meet somebody or connect with somebody? And because I also work in social media, social media is a wonderful platform to put yourself out there as an artist. And it's, if you know how to market yourself, like you can meet some amazing people. I mean, I met y'all through social media. Exactly. I met, I met my, my co-producers through social media. I got my projects going through social media. I got them funded through social media. I've gotten jobs through social media, like, and I'm meeting connections, like, because I just happen to just DM people. And right now, social media is just such a strong, powerful tool where that wasn't available 15 years ago, where you could just message somebody uh, you know, high level creative or whoever, and be like, hi, can we, can I ask you a few questions? Right. right? Like, yeah. And so people, that's another reason why I feel like this is also part it's, and it's part of the work, uh -huh. right? It's, it's like, oh, I hope I post like this cute picture and somebody notices me. It's like, no, post your work, post mm -hmm. what you're doing, post what you're about, post what you, your vision of like, whatever, and then go out and do the work, you know, and then there is a big, part of let the work speak for your for itself but you also need to back up your work and speak for it as well and be the champion of your yes. work so that yes. people can be like oh wow this is this is somebody that we want um you know to whatever right collaborate with or to back or to help or to work with or to be in a podcast yeah. you know like <laughs> there's so many avenues you could take that with um well the work can't speak for itself until you push it out there right you know so <laughs> yeah right yeah, that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And along the lines of everything you're saying is gold and, and I completely 1000% agree. And um, just because I think it's, I'm going to forget the name of the book. I apologize. But um, I think it's called the, the Art of War or the, the Art of War, the War of Art, but the, the War of Art, the War of Art. Um, and it really speaks to, to what you're saying of like working every day as like you showing up as the professional, because it's really the ego. And I think the ego can swing both ways. It can prevent you as a, as you know, the, the writer of that book, he's, he is a writer. And I think writer screenwriters can relate to this because I do too. Like you will find any excuse to tell yourself that this is stupid all of a sudden <laughs> that you can't do this. Like I've yes. sent us to this text. I'm like, Oh my God, what, what did, is this even good now? Cause I've had to do so many rewrites. It's like painful sometimes. And then when yeah. I'm back on my, like, there's something beautiful when you're just staying on it and working every day that that kind of goes away because you're showing up, you're showing up, you're facing it. You're not, you're letting that ego die. And then if your ego is like too high because you're not working every day, you think your shit is gold because you did this one thing, this one time, that's also like the other side of it. So I think working at what you do and showing up for yourself and mm -hmm. the work every day that is what makes you a professional. That is what is going to keep you going. So I just really love, you know, how you phrased that because that, I think that's what I think a lot of people are battling these like inner, like 
egos of of the good and the bad you know the the positive and the negative and and staying really humble and and not being super critical I love that too it's kind of I think how I I view I view everything with like my my eyes like this (laughs) my fingers over my eyes but it's like we okay and then when you're like wait oh my oh oh okay okay this isn't too bad we we got something um it's a beautiful feeling and then you're like okay we can keep going we can keep going yeah so um and that's important right like like it's important to to say you know what I'm proud of this and at the minimum if you can't be proud of the whole project as a whole which is okay there are plenty of projects I'm not proud of as a whole but but you can at the minimum say you know what but I'm proud of this particular part and I'm proud of maybe like the way I was able to really you know, stay in control on set, or I was, uh, uh, sorry, like control the whole, uh, like movement of everything that's going on and kind of stay in that position. Control is, I use that in a very light way, more of just like everything is, is in a good place. Not like it's out of control. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, I swear my sets are not a dictatorship. <laughs> where I'm collaborative but um but yeah it's I think it's important to to stay like in the middle kind of like you were just saying of like oh my gosh I'm so proud of this because that is where you can sit there and say oh my gosh I'm getting there like I'm getting there I'm getting a step closer and you got something done yeah yeah so many things don't get done and I think I I something I've learned too is like for (sighs) you gain confidence and self-esteem when you're completing tasks, when you're getting things done. And that's, what's really hard with features too, to your point is like, takes forever to get that done to then feel good about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But (laughs) projecting. No, Um, (laughs) but it's like, I'm gonna keep it real guys. No, um, I feel great. But it's, it's, it, that's, that's the hard thing. So setting, sometimes when you're not ready to really do the marathon that it takes, then find, yeah. or find something else that you can do to get yourself there, to keep building, to keep growing, to keep learning. Like I'm, I'm crazy and I'm always doing more than one thing too. I feel like we direct our sensibilities. Right. There. So I feel a lot of similarities between you. Yeah. I'm like, doesn't know. She's like, okay, Karen, it's just because my that's just my energy. Like that's yeah. how I thrive. Like I have to learn. I have to do this and this and this. But I try to not when it gets overwhelming is when I'm like not getting things when I've got too much, too high things set to myself too high. And as creatives, you have to realize, am I setting realistic goals for myself? Like, am Mm -hmm. I shooting now too high in all areas that I'm not able to hit this next target? And then that's when you start to feel like shit. That's when you start to feel drained. And so I think that's another thing that's probably kept you going is like you're setting the right amount of goals, the right amount of projects in the right timing to allow yourself to like get better, to gain confidence and, and feel good about the work you're doing. So I think that's something else to know. Yeah. And you know, and I, and it sounds like y'all are doing the same with the feature, right? Like part of me setting the parameters for these three short films was I already had an understanding of how far money goes Mm -hmm. with hiring crew. And I wanted to make sure I paid people decent rates and I didn't pay them. I couldn't pay them a ton. I wish I could, but you know, my goal was like, okay, I need to make sure I have funds to pay my crew. And like, I need to be able to have a like basic location. Like we can't make all these company moves and I'm not doing stunts and special effects. And I understood what my limitations were. And so when somebody hears, oh my gosh, three short films back to back, it's like, you have to understand, it's basically two people in one apartment or a house. Like it's very simple on its face. And then we make the story really interesting. And then my job as a director, right, is like mm-hmm. to come up with interesting shots and like really bring out some amazing performances in my actors so that even though as the audience are watching two people in a freaking room, it's still inter- it's still interesting, entertaining, compelling. Yeah. and when you're doing a feature film, it's the same thing, right? Like if y'all were doing something that was just like this crazy, outrageous, it's all over the place, but I know y'all are doing something that's very contained. Exactly. And that's why it's possible to do something like that. But 
you know, it's, it's important for us to know what our limitations are for right now. Yes. It's not to say that it's not our, that we can't, or that we don't have the potential to, but when you're doing the whole thing by yourself, especially raising funds, you have to be very, very realistic and practical just for this project and in the moment and where you are. And it's not to say that money can't come to us and we can't find $500,000 to XYZ. Yes, that happens. Not not as often as we'd like, but it's it happens. People do it out there. But I also haven't had, like I said, for me personally, I just wanted to wipe off the cobwebs. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to do anything crazy. After I finish all three, you bet your ass I'm going to be ready to fucking take off and go crazy. Yes. But but for right now, I'm like, you know what? I just want to keep it chill. Jesus. I want to do some stuff and teach along the way. One thing that was really important on my set also was for the tenant, not only did I have my mentees, but it was also a teaching set. I don't know if y'all watch Grey's Anatomy, but you know, in Grey's Anatomy, they're like, this is a teaching hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to have teaching sets Aww. and I can't do that on all my projects that I'm like first ADing or, 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 uh, you know, things that I'm not in control of when I produce and direct my own projects, like everyone that comes on, it's a, it's a teaching set. And so every single day in the beginning of the day, when we were doing our safety meeting, like myself and my AD, we were like, this is a teaching set. This is a teaching set. And it was really for our veterans. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for the newbies. Newbies want to learn all day long. Veterans, it's weird because I feel like this industry naturally, like subconsciously breeds gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you learn. And then when you see a PA who's green as shit, like you're annoyed. Yeah. And it's like, but it, it, and it's interesting because it's like, we forget what it was when we were first that green PA. And I keep that at the forefront of my mind. I never forget the first day I stepped on a set and I was, I was on a studio set and my mind was blown. And I was just like in tears because I couldn't believe I, I felt like I made it. You know, and right. and I never forgot that feeling so that when I have somebody fresh on my set that's never stepped foot on set and sure, I'm just in a random house. It's not like I'm on a studio, but it's still Hollywood in their eyes, you right. know, they're still so exciting. And it's like, I don't want to take that light out because this industry can be so fucking hard and you meet, you can meet really shitty people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so So I was every day, it was like, this is a teaching set. And so it was so cool because I was like, hey, veterans, when somebody asks you a question, please be kind and answer. Like, this isn't a, uh, well, they're going to have to learn how I learned by just figuring it out. It's like, no, 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 we're we're moving away from that um, system. And this is a, you need to pass the elevator back down so that these people can come back up and, and come up, you know, in a different way. And it's almost like, (laughs) <laughs> I, it's kind of similar like breaking generational trauma yeah <laughs> damn no I love this so much yes break the trauma no it's true it's so true especially in this industry yeah. so yeah. and as the director like you set that tone and I love that that's what you're leading with like that is yeah. just so beautiful you're, I'm I hope all the directors like think about that think about it you know if you got a smaller project that you can like have newbies on like invite them on and and set that expectation with your crew like and and I'm sure like the people you already are hiring you probably don't even need to say that to because you know that they're kind like I don't yeah I like would not (laughs) mess around with anyone with an attitude but right you know or or you know the someone who thinks they just have you know needs to tell people off but it's (laughs) (laughs) but I think um you know especially for people who are even not that much seasoned and and want to have that experience like they need to I think that's a beautiful way to lead a set and to invite people on and so I I hope some some people out there listening think to do this because I think that is super awesome yeah and well it's funny I've had some directors reach out and they're like oh my gosh it's so cool that you're mentoring other directors I want to do the same and I'm like please do the more that we can all help each other yes better it's going to be like we need to and there, because I've been on sets where it has been the scariest thing to ask a question. Mm-hmm. A question, like be prepared to for somebody to come back at you in some super condescending tone or to just not respond or just say something just 
completely unnecessary. That's not helpful. And then you're like, cool, I'm just, I feel like shit and I don't want to be here. Right. Yeah. And I, I felt like that on set, whether I was a PA or I was there helping out in some other context, like I've had those responses and it makes me feel like shit. And then I'm just sitting there feeling like a dumbass. And I'm like, why am I here? Right. I, I'd rather just be at home doing nothing than being on this set, feeling like absolute garbage because I asked a question because I'm so desperate to learn. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, God, I, I hope to never, ever, ever make somebody feel like this. I'm like, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure nobody ever feels like this on set. Um, so yeah. And, and the other thing is like, and this is just my own personal experience, but the more I share it with, especially women, the more I realize that I'm not the only one, but in my time of, of trying to get people to help me out, every time I ask a woman to help me out, I either get a ton of resistance, I get ghosted, or I just simply don't get the help. Mm -hmm. The second I ask a man to help me right away, mm -hmm. he's helping me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, this has been my, my, my personal experience of, like I said, and I like, there are people in names that I'm thinking of, of like, wow, this person, I asked for something and she couldn't, for whatever reason, um, multiple women, like literally I can name them. Yeah. And then there are all these men, some of them who never even saw me work that were more than happy to let, write me a letter of recommendation or to, you know, I had a friend and I, I, he was shooting a feature and I was like, can I come on and mentor or sorry, shadow you? And he was like, yeah, come on. And like, that was it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it, they just make it so easy and I just can't wrap my finger around it. But that's why it was so important for me to make sure I put like, I wanted as many women as I could have on my set. You know, we yeah. pretty much had a full female crew besides my DP, Nick. And Nick and I have been friends for over 15 years. We met in college He's been probably my biggest mentor thus far. Um, and that guy has taught me so much. And then I try to have other women that are either high up in the industry or, or know way more than me. And I, I, I feel like I can't even like have a conversation. I can't even get it in. So I'm like, women are on my set. You're going to learn. And women directors that want to learn, like come learn. Yeah. And I have such a mama bear, like I'm such a mama bear kind of woman. I'm not a caddy kind of woman. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if a caddy woman would even admit that in themselves, <laughs> but I'm very much a mama bear. Like everybody come in, like right. I'm your tia, I'm your hermana, like come on everybody, <laughs> we're primas, like everybody come in and let's, let's be a family. Let's help each other out. Yes there's space for you and you and you and me and like there's space for all of us to not only make it to the top but to be there and support each other and it doesn't have to be this competition and nobody's stealing anyone's job I was just gonna say it probably stems from trauma of like you said that generation trauma there's that yeah. there's that trauma for women in the industry and unfortunately like that might sing them that they're just like nope I gotta stay on my top and like fight for that and don't have room for for you when you know and that's really unfortunate I'm sorry you've had to deal with that um I but, again I've been looking for great female mentors to follow and I feel like yeah. it's been really hard um but, but you're breaking that you know you're you're yeah. creating that change and I exactly. think that that's what's important we need more people like you you know to do that <sighs> Yeah. You're hearing that, please be those people. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, you, we all, like, if you can't tell from our show by now, like, we continue to meet amazing women. And, and then that's what I have to say. Like, fortunately, we have met women that we can bond with now. And I feel like it's just been growing lately um, to okay. where I'm like, great. I feel now, like, it's no more the scary person that I have to, like, try and talk to. Like, we're friends. Like, yeah, chill right. just hit me up like I got you like you need something right. let me ask this person let me ask this person yeah. and that's the way it should be and is like it's not a competition like we all right. have our own lane our own stories but we can share that work together and I think that's what I love so much about this the community we have like everyone's down to support or to come out so Pam like Pimp yourself out. Welcome to the Femme Fam. We're here <laughs> yes. for it. Anything you can, we can do for you or like you have, like I said, you have more mentorship programs or things. We'll blast it in our newsletter. Like we love that so much. And I think more women 
who like more people, not just women, should do it. Should yeah. c- continue to be that example, and and we need to just change how the industry has been. It's just just yeah. how it is. Yeah, and please share with our listeners like uh, your social media, you know, where they can find your projects, and then if they are looking for mentorship, how they should contact you. Ooh, good question. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at Latina Director. <laughs> Very simple. Um, my, you can find some of my work. Um, my current stuff is not out yet. Okay. So you can probably find some of my old stuff. If you really want to see, you can hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, right now, um, I don't have anything mentorship wise. I mean, honestly, um, there's, there's still more like, really I mean and even for you ladies and just anyone listening like if there's just anyone that's like a project's coming up and you just want to make sure you're doing everything you feel like you need to to even be prepared like preparation for um directing is something I had to really learn and understand and like there nobody really teaches you how to prep as a director and the things you need to do and also there's different ways to prep as a director based Mm -hmm. off of your personal preferences Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not every project needs to be storyboarded, not every director storyboards their projects. So it really is a personal preference, but understanding like, well, what should I do and, and try all these things and what fits you. And so if there are any directors that want any of that assistance, I'd be more than happy to chat, but like, um, but yeah. And, and even then it's like, gosh, I, I, it's so funny because sometimes a part of me is like, oh my God, there's so many more advanced directors, you know, that people could talk to, but also it's like, are they even accessible? And it's like, I, I'm not directing television. I'm, you know, going to be directing my first feature soon. I've directed 11 short films, but, but I'm accessible, you know? And that's kind of the difference is like, I'm accessible. So casually guys. I love that. Okay. Okay. You know what you're talking about, girl. Yeah. We see you. We see um, you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, like, you know, if you just need just somebody to help you feel like, okay, I'm on the right track. I think that's important is like, sometimes I'm doing stuff as a director and I'm like, I don't even fucking know if this is the right thing. Like, am I on the right yes. track? 1000%. And I think having somebody who also does that job could be like, yep, this is it. Or, hey, look into this and this and this. And, and see what, what you come up with. And I think that is really helpful to have that feedback. Um, for that's somebody sometimes that's all it is. And why is that so is. hard to re- find someone to just tell you like, girl, you got this. This is good. Yeah. Or like maybe exactly. just rework this sector. I, it's, it's what I'm trying to do too is, is be accessible for people in that way because it's, it's literally just those things sometimes. It's not yeah. always the big questions. It's that too. Right. So I love exactly. that. I love that in and you know, we're we we tell everyone to we're here for it. So that's yeah. it's it's honestly maybe even more important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. It's true. Um so yeah, so for my feature, I definitely am going to have some mentees um for my for my short film Big Hoop Energy which will happen sometime next year, hopefully in the summer. Um or or maybe in the early fall. I'll have mentees for that. And I got hired for another, for another short film that's happening in March. She's um, working it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to run it by the EP and producer. I'm sure they're going to say yes, but I'm hoping to have some mentees for that project as well. Very that's nice. Super exciting. So guys, follow her at Latina Director yes. on Instagram. Um, we will we will definitely pimp you out. And Pam, you're amazing. Just stay amazing. Like we're so <laughs> excited for you. Yeah, and, you're very inspiring. Like this and, is it yeah. makes me motivated to put in the work. You know. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I love that. Good, good. Thanks for listening to Fem Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the Fem Fam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.